0: The Daily Princetonian, I'm Mark Tadici. You're listening to Daybreak. The winter wave of COVID-19 is here, and it's worse than ever before. It's Friday, November 13th. We're now living through what many infectious disease experts have been warning us about for months, the winter wave of the coronavirus pandemic. Two days ago, there were over 145,000 reported new cases in the U.S. Yesterday, that number climbed to 153,000. The kicker? It's been barely a week since the country first hit 100,000 cases in a day. As case numbers spike across the country and both local and metro hospitals are increasingly overwhelmed, talk of a potential second lockdown has re-entered the national conversation. Dr. Michael Osterholm is one of the newly appointed members to President-elect Joe Biden's Coronavirus Task Force. He said the team is currently considering drastic steps to help get the spread of the virus under control. One option, he said, is to impose another 4-6 to week shutdown while offering stimulus aid for individuals and small businesses. In contrast, Dr. Anthony Fauci implied that a lockdown may not be necessary. While on Good Morning America, he encouraged Americans to hang in there until a vaccine is hopefully available sometime in the near future. The coronavirus has once again reached the upper echelon of the white house one of the trump campaign's top advisors Corey Lewandowski, and rnc chief of staff richard walters have both tested positive for the coronavirus they join a long list of top white house officials who have all tested positive for the virus in the days leading up to and following the election many of those people attended a party at the white house on election night looking locally in kentucky the state supreme court upheld democratic governor andy beshear's mask mandate Ohio's Republican Governor Mike DeWine announced a new mask mandate on Wednesday. Chicago has issued a stay-at-home order and asked residents to cancel any upcoming Thanksgiving plans. Rural areas across the country are facing a crisis, with medical services in underpopulated areas struggling to keep up with the surge. The situation is so dire in North Dakota that the governor is allowing healthcare professionals who have tested positive for COVID-19 to stay on the job in hospitals, a move that many nurses have decried as irresponsible. In Colorado, hospitals in some more rural areas are concerned about bed and staffing shortages. Some facilities have put elective surgeries on hold and are operating at surge capacity. Michigan, Iowa, North Carolina, and Arizona are facing similar issues. Cases are spiking in areas that are both less populated and more poorly equipped to handle such a surge. Experts in all of these states are fearful that the number of cases is only expected to increase over the next few months into the winter. On Tuesday, New Jersey Governor Phil Murphy added to the list of states under a COVID-19 travel advisory. Traveling into New Jersey from 45 U.S. states and jurisdictions now comes with a strongly worded request to quarantine for two weeks. In other headlines, top cybersecurity officials released a statement yesterday asserting that last week's presidential election, quote, was the most secure in American history. President Trump imposed a ban on U.S. investments in any company associated with the Chinese military. In Boston, a federal appeals court ruled that the Harvard admissions process is not discriminatory against Asian American applicants. The humanitarian crisis in Ethiopia caused by conflict between regional and federal government forces has forced refugees to flee to nearby Sudan. And yesterday, in The Hague, Netherlands, a gunman fired shots in front of the Saudi Arabian embassy. No one was injured and the gunman's motives are unclear at the time. That's all for a relatively pessimistic daybreak today. Try to stay positive and be safe above all else. Today's episode is written by Francesca Bloch and Hope Perry, and produced on the 144th Managing Board of the Prince. Our theme was composed by Ed Horan, Class of 22. For The Daily Princetonian, I'm Mark DiDici. Have a wonderful weekend.